0: Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host. Paul lawrence hello van. and good day my fellow listeners and subscribers this wealth academy podcast i'm your host paul lawrence van glad to be with you today and thank you for joining me the topic today is going to be on wealth creation and wealth building. I'll provide you with about five to six tips which you can take with you and whatever serves you, you could use it and what doesn't, just consider it a bonus. It's great to be with you today. But before I get started, I wanna talk about a wonderful, wonderful guest expert that was brought on an episode 14 and she sponsored her episode and her name is Rebecca McFadden and she's a New York based novelist and poet. In fact, she's the author of two books. One of them happens to be Strong Enough for a Man, and the other one is titled Surfing to Find the One. She does tremendous work. And as I stated, she leads also a poetry uh, group and uh, doing great things out of New York. Learn more about her at www.aneweenterprises.net. And let me spell that for you. It's www.aneweenterprises.net. A-N-E-W-E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-S-E-S dot N-E-T. Go out there and learn more about Rebecca and what she's doing. And while you're out there, go on and purchase you a few books uh, and you'll see what I'm talking about. She's a very, very dynamic uh author and poet as well. So if you're ready, I'm ready, let's get started. Let's get on to these six tips that help with wealth creation. I'll start out with number one, which happens to be saving money. You're employed, you earn money, you pay your bills. The way this all works out is that you try to find out what your net worth is. And how you do that is take a look at all of your assets, write them down on a piece of paper, total that up. Then you're gonna take all of your debts, whether it's a car payment, whether it's student loans, whether it's credit cards, whether it's a mortgage or at least a department, write all of that down, total that up, subtract the debts from the assets and that will give you your current net worth. And uh, don't let it startle you because everything begins with a foundation. And uh, so number one, if you're employed, even though it's tough right now with COVID-19, if you're employed and are as an entrepreneur, savings is what's going to make the difference for you. Now, let me explain this. Uh, After you've paid all of your bills, you've made your assessment, paid all your bills, if you have money left over, put it into a savings account or take out the top 10% of what you earn and apply that each pay period. And over time, it will truly, truly add up. And uh, savings, of course, don't don't provide for a large interest rate. In some cases, there's none. However, you need to start setting aside some money uh, into a savings account to start your foundation and if you happen not to be employed and you, you eventually get a job, whether it's a, a side hustle or a, a gig job, which is more of one of the tech, tech jobs like driving for Uber, one of the car delivery services or food delivery services, then that's also a good starting point. But start out with that saving. So that's tip one. Uh, tip two is to look at an emergency funds. Over time, as you go along, you're paying bills off, you're working, you're paying bills off, and you don't want to be in that position where you live in paycheck to paycheck. So you want to be able to not only have a savings account, but separate from that, you want to have an emergency fund, and you want that emergency funds to be between six to nine months of savings. Because COVID-19, if it hasn't taught us anything other than improving our immune system, it's taught us that we can encounter a life challenge and we may not have planned for it. So this emergency fund is for something just like that. And if you think that this is the last pandemic uh, that's going to happen, uh, it's going to happen again. We just don't know when. So set aside the emergency fund six to nine months. Don't take anything out of it. Likewise with your savings, only take out in case uh, that you, you need something uh, just a small amount, and then replace it the first chance that you get, but put away those emergency funds and put it away, as we say, for a rainy day. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, you're working for an employer and they happen to have a retirement program. Um, you can put to put aside some money Uh, in a 401k plan, or if it's a government employee, a thrift savings plan. And so that's something that you want to to do because you're looking not only at the immediate time, establishing your financial footprint, but you're looking at it from a long range standpoint, meaning it's monies that are not gonna be taken out until at least you're 59 and a half years old. So with the 401k, it's non-taxable, uh, a certain amount that the internal revenue services in the U.S. states that you have to, uh, you can put in per year, they give you a maximum amount that you can put in. And then in your the later years, when you're coming closer towards retirement, then you can take some of that money out at 59 and a half. It may have changed, but at 59 and a half for the count that I had, or you can take it out a little bit later and it'd be tax free which is also a really, really uh, great um, opportunity for people who take advantage of it. So it's one of those uh, tax uh, loopholes that's out there that you can't apply. But you want to have a 401 retirement plan, one in which not only do you uh, put money into that program, but also your employer matches it but a certain percentage, they match what you put in. So over time, you know, it will accumulate at a much faster pace, which is is very important and very critical to creating that wealth. So uh, that's tip three. And so thus far, I've covered uh, having a savings account, having emergency funds, then the 401k. So let's move on. And I have uh, the aspect of, framework that you've worked your entire career. And every time you worked on a job, whether it's for the same company or not, uh, the US government takes out money for you. So security, Medicare, Medicaid. And by taking this money out, it's actually setting aside an account for you in your latter years. And so, social security can also be another source of income uh, in your later years when that time comes and you retire and you're not working anymore. But if you do start working, uh, then those payments will be stopped, and you would still be able to uh, input monies into that account, and you can always take it out later. But uh, th- this is another source of income uh, that you can readily use uh, once you get to at least 62 years old, and then the 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 normal time frame that the IRS encourages people to take it out is at the age of 67 and then upwards of 70 when you get the maximum amount. So you get a smaller percentage uh, of social security benefits at the age of 62. It increases at 67 if you wait uh, to that age or if you go over the uh, 70 age. So that's something to consider and that's um, really a a great uh, thing to do. And the next thing I'm gonna talk about Uh, And that was uh, tip number four. Tip number five is talking about insurance. I believe in insurance, getting a whole life policy or getting a term policy. The whole life policy, if you you pay over the years and years and years and you accrue uh, income actually inside of that insurance, and not only if something happens to you uh, physically and you become incapacitated, uh, some of that money of that insurance would pay on death it would give it to your uh, spouse and our dependents the children and so it won't leave them with a burden with a lot of debt and them having to pay debts off that you accumulated over the years even though you were taking care of them <laughs> but anyhow insurance is very important health insurance is very important health care insurance Dental insurance is very important because it does have everything to do with uh, that uh, health and wellness. But the insurance itself, whole life policy, you pay that over certain period of years, and then your term policy may be ten years or it may be twenty years. Uh, however, it's uh, you figure it out with your uh, who provides the insurance to you, who who you decide to go forward with. So uh, that uh, takes us to. The fifth tip and let's look at the sixth tip and then I'll talk about a bonus in which I will uh, provide information on that as well. And this one, the next one is going to be on real estate. So you've accumulated money in your savings account, which is great. And that's the position you want to be in. You have an emergency fund from six to nine months. You have a 401k plan. So as you see how this incrementally starts building and it get, gains its own momentum over time, and it does require discipline. I'm not saying that it's easy, but we have to start somewhere. Even if it's going into your vehicle, you happen to have a vehicle, and there's change, money on, on stuck in the seat or on the floor of your vehicle, take that money out. Go to your a house, a look at your couch. If there's money in your chair, favorite chair, money uh, that's there, take that out. Take that money to the bank. Put it in a savings account. I'll put it in that emergency funds account, and you'll be amazed at how quickly it adds up. So let's talk about now number six, which is in sh- which is uh, real estate. Uh, most people who accumulate wealth and grow wealth, they do it through purchasing real estate. Perhaps it's a single family home that they may be uh, looking at uh, purchasing, and they purchase this house and maybe get a 15, 20 year mortgage, and then they get a tenant into the property. And the tenant in essence will be paying that mortgage, but you get the benefit of, first of all, you have the deed to the property. Anytime you make improvements to it, it increases the value of the property. And then over time, you have that tenant in there. If they leave, you can get another tenant to come in. But overall, it's a buy and hold situation whereby you, you purchased a home and a tenant is paying that off for you. Or you can do a buy and, and, and sell. And the buy and sells you get ownership of the property and then you sell it to someone. So you do a, a flip, flip the property. And uh, that's another a great way to accumulate wealth. But real estate happens to be one of the, the quickest ways to really accumulate and build wealth. And the other side of that coin is looking at apartment buildings. And even though apartment buildings cost a lot more, uh, they have more units in there than compared to a single family home. And if you make some repairs on that, on on most of those units in there, let's say if there's a 12 unit, then you can increase the lease on that particular uh, property. And that's where it really great gains great momentum because you have people first of all in the property and then secondly it just is creates wealth all uh, by itself so it's a really great avenue in which to take either a single family property if you you're doing that i know i have a friend of mine that i, I connect with network with and she owns about 14 properties And uh, so she leases these houses, single family houses out to people. So she's a multimillionaire because of the the value of the property. And as I stated, once you pay one of those properties off and it's paid um, in full, you can continue to put tenants in there and or you can sell that particular property. And and so again, it's a great way to do this. Now here's a bonus here. So I've covered six areas. Uh, savings, emergency funds, 401k, social security, insurance, real estate. And uh, here's a bonus, which is stock market. The stock market uh, nowadays, you can actually invest in another company. For example, if you want to invest in uh, maybe something that uh, you purchase on a regular basis. Let's say, example, uh, if I'm going to Adidas, I purchase a lot of their merchandise because I like their athletic wear and uh, I decide to invest stock in them. Well, I look at have to do some research, first of all, and then I go in and I can look at uh, how it's performing. And then I look at what it projection, how competitive are they with other athletic wear, uh, active wear clothing. And then I take a certain amount of that money out of the savings account, not the emergency fund, and I invest in some stock. And nowadays, you don't really have to have a lot of money to invest in stock. For example, I know a few people who have invested in Amazon, some in Google, and uh, you make that initial uh, purchase of the stock and you just hold it. And, you know, over time, it all goes up and then it may fluctuate, it goes down, but you leave it in there and you just watch all the fees uh, that may uh, have to have to take place at the initial purchase. Uh, but uh, nowadays you don't necessarily have to pay a lot of fees. If you understand it, do some research on it and truly understand uh, what it entails. And, and so this is going to conclude this session here. Again, uh, what I covered today, the tips, uh, tip number one is to set up that savings account, which, you know, we all need. Uh, we've taken care of our basic needs uh, on our job or as an entrepreneur. Uh, and uh, we're going to set aside some money for savings. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is have that emergency fund set aside for six to nine months. And that will definitely help uh, set, help you in case of an emergency emergency. Um, such as pandemic or, or a flood or hurricane, whatever it may be. So you have those emergency funds in case your job is impacted that you can live on that to take care of those basic needs. And then that's tip two. And tip three was 401k plan. You have an employer and you have uh, monies taken out of you for long-term retirement. Or if your government, the thrift savings plan, a TSP, and have that money and your employer will match it. So again, that's definitely creating um, wealth and it's not taxable until you take out perhaps the first amount at age 59 and a half or 60, uh, give or take. And then there's the social security. Uh, Social security uh, is one of those uh, areas in which when we work, uh, there's a certain amount of money taken out of you each pay period whether you like it or not, (laughs) and and Medicare, Medicaid, and uh, this is taken out. So when you get a little bit up there in age, at least the earliest you can withdraw from Social Security is age 62, age 67 is when the prime time to take it out because you accumulate more and you receive more at the age of 67 and 62 because it's sitting in the account and it just adds up. And then if you wait to 70, you'll get the maximum amount. So the difference between age 62 and say 70 or 72 is substantial in terms of what that amount is. So that's tip number four. Tip number five is to get you some insurance. You just never know uh, what may happen to you. And you want to have a either whole life policy or term policy. Uh, term policies could be anywhere from 10 years to 20 years. And if something happens to you, then it will go to your your um, dependents, your, your spouse and our, your uh, children. And so insurance is really something uh, great to have. And th- that was tip five. And then tip six is to uh, invest in real estate. It's one of the quickest ways to accumulate wealth because the property in and of itself holds so much value. And uh, if you can get that property It's called buy and hold, and you get that, get a tenant in there, and in essence, they're paying for your mortgage. You get the, the luxury of the tax deductions, any improvements that are made to the property, and it's actually getting that home paid for. If you get a home and a mortgage for, say, 15 years, then in 15 years, you'd be free and clear, and the only thing, of course, you have to pay would be taxes and insurance on it, however you would own it, and that creates wealth probably quicker than anything. And then lastly, the bonus, and that was tip six. So the bonus is a uh, stock market. You accumulated money, you take some money out of that savings account and apply it to the stock market and invest in those items that you really like and you enjoy uh, purchasing. Uh, that may not always be the best method, but it's not a bad one because if you like this product, others will too. But do your research on each one of these stock acquisitions that you you, uh, plan to make. And of course, nowadays, the fees don't have to be substantial because a lot of that you can do on your own and uh, you'll be on your way. So this concludes this episode of the six tips that lead to financial wealth and uh, wealth enhancement. Um, and so, this particular episode is coming to an end. But before I go, you can listen to uh, my podcast, all the episodes, uh, on many distribution channels such as Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeart Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stricker, and you can also get it on uh, Amazon Music and many others that happen to be out there. And if you want to listen to all the episodes on on one. At once, you can go to the website, uh, which is www.wealthacademypodcast.com. And also be mindful that uh, Wealth Academy Podcast also provides sponsorships. We have two sponsorship levels. One of the levels happens to be uh, one where I provide a, a, a read one commercial live, like I did today. I talk about... Um, the the guests who sponsored episode 14, and then uh, they would receive about five social media posts. And then uh, level two is a 30-day package where I bring on the individual, provide five red uh, live commercials, and then I also interview the individual. Then I also provide 25 uh, social media posts. And be mindful that in level one, i also interview the uh, guest uh, expert as well. Well, this concludes today's episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. And be mindful that wealth is more than just money. It's also about your health and well-being and uh, attitude of gratitude and much, much more. Again, I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van. I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy podcast and ensure that you have a great day. Thank Take you care for listening. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes.